I turn, oh, Thursday, Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving early to everybody. Um, all right, if you would turn into your Bible to Philippians chapter number four, the book of Philippians chapter four. If you read the email this morning, um, I'm going to take a little break from the um, sevenfold spirit because we're, good, we're getting into Advent season. So we'll, we'll be doing Advent uh, messages coming up next month uh, as we uh, prepare. So in Advent, you know, what you're doing is you're always looking forward. And it's, it's a picture of looking forward to the birth of Christ. So we're getting ourselves ready just as you know, what they did in the Old Testament is they, they foresaw through the prophets that there would be a Messiah born, right? And so we're going we're gonna to do the same thing and look at, you know, there's going to be a Messiah. So it's, we're, we're getting ourselves ready for the birth of, of Christ through Advent. Um, and I don't, I'm not a real big uh, uh, person to uh, preach through Hallmark. Um, but Thanksgiving is something that is, uh, not only a national holiday, but it's something very, very uh, important to Christianity. I think we, we have to be thankful. We have to be a grateful, grateful people. It's, a, it's really a, a command that we, that we be that way. And so I, I, I like to take the opportunity to, um, to talk about Thanksgiving and not just the holiday, but us being a thankful and a, a very grateful people. Okay, so we're going to take a little break uh, from the sevenfold spirit of God. We're going to be in Philippians uh, chapter 4 today. Um, let, me, let me ask you guys, maybe some of you all are even there right now. How many of you have been through a, a trying, a troubling, a turbulent time in your life? Who has Good, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I'm preaching to the right crowd this morning. Um, you know, when I, I was uh, preparing for this message, and it's really, I, I saw this, this verse, like, this is where I need to go. And it's really taken a slightly different turn as I really studied it out, which is fine. That's what, that's what the Lord does. Um, but, you know, as Christians, we all go through those troubling, trying times. And sometimes those are our are, are family situations, Right? And I, I think as we all go, most of most people are going to be with family on Thanksgiving, some some form of family, right? And sometimes family doesn't. Sometimes family is wonderful and works great. Hopefully, it does for you all the time. But sometimes family situations don't work so well, and the trying, turbulent times are with family, right? Sometimes it's with, it's with, your, it's with your job. I've been through some very very troubling and trying times with job situations, whether those are. Um, you know, the actual job itself or the person you're working for or um, thank you for, thank you that this, that my time here has not been troubling, trying, turbulent. You guys are wonderful. I love you so much. Um, but there have been times, let me tell you, where it has been difficult to, to go to work each day, whether that has been in the pulpit or whether that has been um, going to work at a, at a secular job. It's, it's, it's been very, very hard. Maybe you've experienced something along those lines, right? Or maybe it's, maybe it's not either. Maybe it's a, a, a person that you have um, had some issues with in your life. You know, a, a friend or a, a co-worker, or acquaintance, a, a, a boss that you just said, this person rubs me the wrong way. And every time we get into the same room, I do not want to be in the same room with this person because we are going to butt heads one way or the other. Maybe it's a loss in your life. Maybe there are things in, in, in us that we have been through. And let me tell you something, if you've not been through them, you will be going through those at some point. If you're not in them now, you will be in one some point. If you've not been through them, and more than likely you will be in another one. And as Christians, there is a way that we need to go about handling these situations. And I believe Paul enlightens us a little bit here. Let me start um, in, um, in verse 1 of, of Philippians 4. 
By the way, Philippians is a, um, this is one of Paul's most uh, cherished churches, Philippi, okay? Um, they're ones that, um, that they, they, and he, he talks about it later in the book, and, in, and we compare it with Acts. Um, they, they made sure to send, send him gifts. They, um, and this, the letter of Philippians is a lot, is a, a letter of thanksgiving, and um, telling the Philippians, thank you for remembering me, even when everyone else is, has left me, you all have still remembered, thank you, and God's going to bless you. Um, chapter 4, verse 1. Therefore, my beloved brethren, whom I long to see, my joy and crown, in this way stand firm in the Lord, my beloved. Can you hear Paul? You know, this is, I mean, he's, it, he's longing for them. He's loving them. He's saying, you guys are the apple of my eye. All right? These other churches, I love these other churches, but you guys really are truly the apple of my eye. I urge Yodia and I urge Syntyche to live in harmony in the Lord. Wait a second. So he's doing this in love. But... Do, I'm sure these two, these two women are up in heaven, scratching their heads, <laughs> saying, we have forever been immortalized in Scripture because we couldn't get along. <laughs> but, you know, when Paul, Paul wrote these letters, you know, I believe he, knew, he probably knew he was inspired, but he did not know that they would be canonized for us to forever read. And these poor women... Um, did not either, I'm sure. I urge Yodia and Syntyche to live in harmony in the Lord. Indeed, true companion, which we don't know who this is, I ask you also to help these women who have shared my struggle in the cause of the gospel together with Clement also and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. And if you didn't catch that, again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, Whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence, if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. So we don't know exactly what the argument was between these two ladies. Okay? And I'm not going to, uh, we don't know who they are, we don't know what they're, they're fussing with each other about, but it's evidently something big enough that it's affecting the church. Okay? We can, prob we can pretty well, more than likely, say that because Paul would, he probably would not address them this way in a letter to the entire church if this wasn't something that was affecting the church. And he's asking for help. He didn't, a lot of times he, said, he greets people. Hey, you know, make sure and greet Prisca and Aquila and make sure and greet so-and-so and greet my, you know, greet my mom and your mom and greet, he, he, he greets people. But this he's saying, I urge you guys, because I love you, quit fighting. And by the way, so-and-so who we don't know, would you please help? And Clement also, you help. Everybody help these ladies to quit fighting. This is what it, it, I don't know this, I'm going to just kind of throw something out. It may have been something to the effect of, because you, you know that in these uh, New Testament churches, they were house churches, right? The, we didn't have a, they didn't have a big building where, you know, 500 of them came together and met and they all got on their guitars and, and, uh, and people fussed about how loud it was, but they, they did it anyway, right? Um, but they, they didn't have big, they all had house churches. So they, more than likely, they had 
somebody in each house church that would act as their pastor. Right? So you had have a city eldership together of all the elders, of all the, the all the pastors, right? Of all the different house churches. Make sense? My thought, it could be totally off, it could be totally wrong. I'm wondering if it weren't a couple of wives from the different house churches, right? Pastor's wife and pastor's wife that just weren't getting along for some reason. I don't know. Total, I could be totally off. But it's kind of, the idea is it, it's causing a rift in the church. Okay? It is something that is causing, uh, it's just like when, when, when we all go through turmoil. We go through a time of trial. We go through uh, a, a, a rift. You know, we, go, we go through something that's really rubbing us wrong with somebody or a situation. What are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to handle it? The way that Paul describes it here. The first thing he says to do No, he didn't. You, you just tear this one out. You can just scribble through this. Okay? Verse 4. It, it. Rejoice! And if you miss that, again I say, rejoice! I remember years ago I was going through a really, really, really really rough situation and, and a buddy of mine I'd uh, I'd call up and I'd, I'd talk to him about it and he'd pray for me and and he'd, he'd I'd get some wise counsel from him I'd, I'd call and and uh, I remember him specifically saying Ryan I think it's time for you to start thanking the Lord you need to rejoice you need to think and I, I think I said to him don't make me come through this phone if you say that again <laughs> I will come and I will lick you of course, he's six five and weighs outweighs me by a hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. We don't want to hear this when we're going through a rough situation. We don't want to hear somebody tell us, "You know what? I know what you're going through is really, really, really difficult. I know when you are when you're going to work every day and you and your boss don't get along." when you are having to be thrown into family situations, which may or may not happen in the next uh, month and a half, and you are rubbing, rubbing shoulders with somebody that you really don't like, and you have to, right? And somebody says, you know what? I know there's a mess going on, but I want you to rejoice. When you're going to work and it's really difficult, when you are... Um, when you have different things going on in your life, whether it is friends or family, they're just rubbing you the wrong way or you're in a situation that you don't feel like you can get out of. The Lord wants you to rejoice. Not for the situation, okay? I'm not saying when you, when you are in a rough spot or you you've had a loss or you uh, are bound up in sin or you are, uh, you know, you are in a place with family and, and the family doesn't work or you're, you have to go to a job every day that you absolutely hate. I'm not saying, oh, rejoice because your, your situation is terrible. No. But you rejoice in the Lord and you rejoice in the Lord always. And here's, here's the difference. It's because as Christians, faith operates in a different manner. Faith operates differently. And let, let me tell you, um, when we start operating this way, and, and I'm, I'm going to tell you a little bit as we go through, because I had a really good conversation with a, a friend of mine this week that uh, he's going through and has been going through... Um, a trial for about the last for a little over the last year, really, really rough time. And I've mentioned him in here before, and he's told me before, "Hey, if you can ever use my situation as an illustration, please do." Because if if it, if somebody else can be helped with it by you know by what I'm going through, let him. Um, 
But, you know, as Christians, when we go through situations, the more that we can enter into the situation with God, okay, let me say that again, the more we can go through the situation with God than apart from God, the more help we will get in in the situation, whatever that might be. And that we do that through faith. When we go into a situation, and I'm going to see more, I'm probably going to get getting in my head, ahead of myself a little bit. When we go into a situation, and we take that situation upon us, okay, you get that? We take it upon ourselves, then what we in essence do is we shove God out. When we take the situation upon us, whether that is, um, you know, a rough time, a grief, a, a sin, a uh, whatever, we take it upon us, then we shove God out. And the more you shove God out of the situation, the less of his presence that you feel, and the more he says, okay, you want to do it on your own, I will let you. Okay? So how do we go through the situation, and instead of doing it on our own, with having it upon ourselves, how do we keep in that situation with God? Rejoice. The more you rejoice in the Lord, despite the situation that you're going through, not because of, but, but despite the situation, the more that faith rises up within you, and the more the presence of God comes, and the more you walk through that situation with God rather than apart from God. Does that make sense? Because we want to walk through the we, we want to walk through the situation with Him, right? Rather than without Him, it's a lot easier for us to walk through when we are with Him. Doesn't mean it's not ever hard. It doesn't mean it's not uh, a time of growing and a time of pain. But let me tell you. When he is right there with you, step by step, you what you realize is he will bring you through. What's, what's a really difficult time is when you're sitting there scratching your head and going, I don't know if I'll ever get through this. And there's a difference. Because when you're with him, you know there's hope. We'll see some other stuff in here too. So the first thing is to rejoice. Rejoice, like again, not because of the situation, not because of. You don't say, oh, thank you, God, I'm bound up. Thank you, Lord, that I have to, I have to, um, you know, I, thank you, Lord, that I'm going to fight with this person today. No, not because, you don't, you don't thank the Lord because, because of the situation as much as you're thanking him because you are in him. Right? No matter what the situation looks like, you rejoice in the Lord. Let your, uh, on verse 5, what, does anybody have a different translation? Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Forbearing? Okay, that's good. Steve? Reasonableness. Reasonableness. Okay, that's really good. I like, I like those. Um, the idea here, because gentle actually, I don't think, gives the... Um, it, it's definitely one of the translations for this word, but I don't think it gives the essence of what Paul is, is um, trying to say here. Um, what, he, what he is saying is um, be tolerant with one another. Not, not, I'm not using a tolerant the way the world is using it right now. Okay. But be tolerant with one another. We, as, a lot of times what we can do, whether that is um, in the flesh or because of our legal nature of Christian... Let's, let's, let I might step on some toes here, but that's okay. Um, we, we, can, we can be legal, legalistic in Christianity, right? We, we're, we're taught, you know, don't, don't uh, drink, smoke, or chew, or go with the girls that do, Right? Right? Don't. It, there's lots of don't, 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 don'ts in Christianity. We can, it can be very, very 
legalistic. What he's saying practically, I think, with, um, especially with these two ladies, is, is, guys, look, cut people some slack. You don't always have to be right. That's what he's saying. It's not about you. Just chill out and let everybody else, you cut them some slack. Don't be that legalistic with what, um, the, what is being said. Cut people some slack. And you know what? We need to do that as well. Sometimes we need to cut ourselves some slack. My conversation with my, my, my buddy earlier in the week, that's something we, we talked about. He, he said, you know, Christianity is very, we can, we can be, we, we either tend to be either legalistic or more uh, libertine, libertarian. You know, we, we either take everything as, as legal, you, legalistic, that you, you can't do this, 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 and this, or, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway, and you get into sin. But there's a balance there, right? Where you're saying, look, and, th- and this, is what, this is what the balance is, where you're focused on the righteousness of God rather than on the sin. Okay? When you're focused on the righteousness of God rather than the sin. Now, that does not mean that you should not, that, that it's okay to sin. Okay, I'm not saying that at all. But when you're focused on His righteousness, rather than on the, all the don'ts, then what happens is you're, you're looking at the righteousness in others also. Right? You're not looking at, at David saying, you know what, David just, you know, if, if he would just do this instead of this. When David says, when it, when, you know, he'll, he'll say this whatever, and it just, it just grates me the wrong way, because he shouldn't say it that way. He should say it this way. Nobody ever does that in Christianity, do they? <laughs> I've tried to make... Karis, a few weeks ago, sent me a text message, and it was like at 7 o'clock in the morning. And she said, Dad, in the Nicene Creed, what's the theological significance of when they added, uh, and from the Son... And I went, Karis, it's, it, I said, it, it, this is way too early to ask me the theological significance of the filioque controversy, okay? But they, they argued about, I mean, they, they fussed and they argued over all these different things. Uh, are we going to add a couple of words to this creed? Do you bless with two fingers or do you bless with three? And it splits the church if you do two versus three. I'm serious here, people. Do we do that today? You bet we do. It's come down through the ages, and we still do. And we need to cut some people some slack. And just look at the good in people rather than the bad. Maybe it's that person that you are, can't quite stand, but you know, I bet you can find something in them that's good. Maybe you don't like the way that they, that they run their, the company, but you can say, you know what, they're, they're punctual. They're here every day on time. Maybe, they, maybe you've got somebody who, um, who, who yells at you constantly, but... They've got a good quality somewhere. I don't know what it is, but they, you can find something. They dress nicely. Right? Cut some people some slack. That's what Paul is saying. Let your gentle spirit be made known to all men. You know, if we do that here in the church and out here, Christians will be known as a people who get along well with others. And that's really important. Not that we don't stand on principles. Let me tell you, 
when I've, when I've heard from God, it's hard to move me off my, my spot. Let me tell you, it takes a bulldozer to try to get me out of the way. And I know that I know that I know I've heard. And we need to stand on principle. But there's a lot of things that we need to cut people some slack on. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Let your forbearing, let your forbearing spirit be made known to all men because the Lord is, is near. He's watching. Now look at verse 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Um, I want to read something to you here real quickly. Um, if, you, if you want the, the footnote information, this is from one of the commentaries, um, Erdman's commentary. It says, A lack of thanksgiving to God leads to idolatry, exchanging the glory of God for images of created things. As a result, thinking and praying become futile, Absence of thanksgiving to God in prayer turns off the power in prayer. Without thanksgiving, prayer becomes merely a way of complaining to God about all the bad things that are or might be happening. The only way to fulfill Paul's challenge to do everything without grumbling or arguing is to pray in every situation with thanksgiving. Now this is a lot what Hunsey was telling us to do. And if you, if you look in, in Mark, it's, it's the same thing. Um, Mark 11, 12. Um, he said, when you, when you pray, believe that you, ha you have what you've been given and it's yours. Right? This is pray with thanksgiving. Pray with thanksgiving. Now, see, there, there's a difference. I, I read somewhere as, as, as preparing. You know, we, op, this, how we operate usually, right, is we thank, some, thank someone for something um, when we get it, right? If, I, um, if someone gives me a, a present on my birthday and I, I open it, you know, and it's, it's this... Uh, you know, nice, it's a nice, I, I like knives. Anybody like, I like, I like cooking knives, I like pocket knives, yeah, I like, I like something nice and sharp, okay? Got this brand new knife and I can sharpen it up and, or a hatchet, I, right? A camping hatchet that you can sharpen up so much you can shave with, right? I thank you very much, but what, he, what, what does faith do? Faith says, I am going to thank you before I even see it. I receive, I receive it in faith before I actually see it in the natural. That's what the thanksgiving is. I receive it in faith before I actually see it in the natural. So you pray, Lord, I'm in this situation. And, and here's what, what I've, I've mentioned to you before. How do you receive? When you get that word from the Lord, and he said, here it is. But maybe it's, you're free. Maybe the word is, um, you're, you're, going to be, you're going to walk in the promise of God. Maybe the word is, I've, I've given you uh, the funds that you need. Do you have those yet? No, maybe not. But you start saying, okay, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that I'm healed. Thank you, Lord, for the funds. Thank you, Lord, for the promise. Thank you, Lord, for the freedom. Thank you. you begin to thank him even without seeing those yet. It's kind of like this. 
if, um, uh, if, if I were to, to write out a, a check um, to, you know, if, if I were to write out a, a, a $20,000 check to, to David, say, David, I want you to just go and, and do whatever, bless you, you know, whatever, right? Now, if I give him a check, does he have the money in his bank yet? No. Right? We agreed? It may be a check, but he cannot, he cannot, go, uh, he cannot go to the store and buy a new car, right, if he's holding that check in his pocket. Right? But if I give him a check, he's going to say, wow, Ryan, thank you so much. That is incredible. That is just an, what an awesome gift. That's a lot what faith is as, as, a, as a people. How do we handle the adversity in our life? We pray and we say, Lord, I'm going through this situation. I've got this person. They are just rubbing me the wrong way. I've got this loss in my life. I don't know how I'm going to walk through this. I've got this job that I can't, actually, I can't stand. And then the Lord comes along and he says, you know what? You are set free. Or you are, you are going to get through this. I'm going to give you hope. I'm going to give you the funds that you need. I'm going to give you what this is. And instead of saying, okay, thank you, Lord. It's like he gives you that check. Then you have to wait for it to clear your bank account. But you thank him when he hands it to you. You don't wait till it clears your bank. And then you say, oh, by the way, Thank you, Lord. You thank him when, the che- when he hands that over to you. So that, that handing part is when you get that, uh, a lot of people call it a rhema word, okay? When you get that feeling in your heart, when he, when he speaks to you, when, when you know that you've heard from God, that's when you say, thank you, Jesus, it's happened. How do you get through that time? When you get that word, maybe it's you're, you're, you're hurt and you're waiting for a healing. You get that word and you say, thank you, Lord, I am healed. And you stand on it. This is what Hunsi was saying a lot. You, you prayed for it and it's... And, and you receive that healing by faith. You say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, I'm healed. You fight with those, those words, right? Maybe it's a promise the Lord has given you. Maybe it's a promise for your family, your, your kids, your grandkids, your niece, your nephews, right? Or, or your brothers, sisters that, to come to know the Lord. And the Lord has given you that word. They're going to come to know me. All right, Lord, I, I, I've heard from you. You've given me that word. Thank you, Lord, that Joe and Sue and, and, and Ben and, 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 and Jimmy, they're all good. They're kind of come to know. They're, they're, thank you, Lord, they are coming to know you. Thank you, Lord, that you've given me that word, that they will know you, that they are going to come into the kingdom. Thank you, Lord, that, that is actually, that's going to happen. They, and, and you fight the battle with those words. Thank you, Lord, you've said it. They are going to, before they die, they will know you. Thank you, Jesus. It's happening. Right? Because, have you seen it yet? Not yet. But you fight with those words. Thank you, Lord, that this is, this is the case. Why? Because when God says it, that's it. His word makes it happen. He creates it. How do you get through that situation? Prayer with um, prayer with thanksgiving. But look here, this is this is really great. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I, I, this is another um, another commentary. Um, Likewise, comments the apostle, God's peace will garrison and protect your hearts and your minds. Bunyan's use of this picture in the appointment and patrol of Mr. God's peace in the town of Mansoul, did you see it? Mansoul, um, 
should be read in conjunction with this verse. Nothing was to be found but harmony, happiness, joy, and health so long as Mr. God's peace maintained his office. But when Prince Emmanuel was grieved away from the town, he laid down his commission and departed also. It's a salutary reminder that we enjoy God's gift only in Christ Jesus by our obedience to him and submission to his authority. And when you talk about peace, peace is a blessing from the king. It's not just, we think of peace as, as like harmony, right? Oh, let me just have, have peace. It's all, it's peace and quiet. It's, it, no, the, the kind of peace that, that is talking about here is the shalom of God, where it, it comes into a situation and restores it. It's restorative. It is, it is peace that not only, is, it doesn't mean it's lack of, of um, lack of discord, all right, but a peace that restores whatever is broken. So a, a peace that, like, we think of, oh Lord, let there be peace when I go to my in-laws this weekend, right? I'm not going to my in-laws this weekend. Lord, let there be peace when I, right? Let me let there be peace when when I go to my job tomorrow because my boss is going to, right? Peace is not lack of discord here. Peace is God comes in and he fixes the situation. He brings it into restoration harmony. Okay? That is what is going to guard your heart and your mind. The peace, the blessing peace from the king. Okay? How do you get that? You bring everything to the Lord in prayer and thanks, with thanksgiving. And he, it's a promise he'll give you that peace. Not just complaining, right? I've, can I be honest? I've done a lot of complaining to God. A whole lot of complaining. Not nearly enough thanksgiving. It's hard. I tell you, it's not, it's not easy. I'm not up here saying, I'll just do this, piece of cake. No, 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 it's hard. It's really, really hard, especially when you're going through the situation, you're in the middle of it. And you just want to either kill somebody or die yourself, okay? To give it to the Lord and say, okay, I'm going to come and I'm going to rejoice I'm going to come. I'm going to give people some grace. I'm going to come. I'm going to present it to you, Lord, but I'm going to thank you that, that you're going to resolve it, whatever it is. And then you receive that peace. And then finally, in verse 8, it says, Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there's any excellence, if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. I want to put a little different spin on this this morning. This is a list and it's very um, similar. In, in Paul's time, the, the, the Greeks had a um, list of virtues and it's very, this is very similar to some of the lists of virtues that they, they found. So Paul is just kind of grabbing this and, and saying, I'll, I can do that too, right? And he put this in here. And a lot of times this is preached, and it's not wrong, right? But a lot of times it's preached, look, your mind is the, is the way uh, into the heart, and, and you, know, you need to think about really, you need to think about good things and push out any sinful thoughts, which is really good. That's a, that's a good thing. I'm going to take this a little bit different avenue. Because of the context, all right, you've got these two women who are causing a dissension and division in the church. You know what I think Paul is kind of saying is, look, guys, I want you to think about the positive things. Right? Remember, Huntsy got up here and he said, Christians, for some reason, they like to be in A. And what do we do in A? We, we, we rehash all of the negative stuff. We, let, me, let me tell you what. Can, can I tell you? I, 
I have been over here so many times. I, I probably got a doctoral degree in, in uh, being defensive of, with things. I mean, I could tell you, you know, it was like a chess match. I was three steps ahead in any argument, right? Because I would rehash it and 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 rehash it. What if they say this? Well, I'll say this. Well, if so, I'll do this, right? So I, I go into that situation and I'm fired up, right? Because, why? Because I've, I've been over here and I've been thinking about all the junk. Is anybody else? I hope I'm not the only person. Okay? We, got, we, we get over here and we think about the junk. Well, this person is bad. Why? Because they do this to me. And this person, this, this argument was so wrong. And what, how the, what they said to me was terrible. And, and they, were, they were awful. And, and the way that they treat me is so terrible and, and horrible. I can't believe they did this to me. Or maybe it's per, a personal... I, Lord, I've got this thing in my and I can't I just I just think about it all the time. I've got this sin. I think about it. we stay here, we rehash it over and over and over and over, no matter what that thing is. We stay here. And what Paul is saying is get out of A. And get into Z. Right? Get out of the rehashing. Get out of the, of the thinking about the situation. Get out of the... And, and get over here and think about what God has done. Think about the aspects, the, the virtues of God. Think about the, the lovely and think about the holy. And think about... You know, What, what if I were to say, say this? That person, that situation that keeps rehashing in your mind, whatever that might be, I don't know what yours is, okay? About that situation, think of whatever is true. Is there anything true in that? Is there anything honorable? What is true about that person? Or that situation. Is there anything honorable in it? Is there anything right? Pure? Lovely? A good repute? Excellent? Worthy of praise? Is there anything in that person or in that situation or in, in that thing that you're, whatever it is that you're going through, is there anything that you can think about along those lines for that person or that situation? So obviously if it's sin, okay, you're not, no, there isn't anything good or honorable or what, no, don't, just get rid of the sin, right? But there's God, I bet you, if there is, a, if there is somebody or a different situation, a, a, a situation at work, a situation at school, a situation that, that is just messing with you, I bet you can find something of a good thing to think about, about that person or about the situation, Dwell on these things. So how do we handle the messes and th that happen in life? The turmoil, the turbulence... We rejoice always, right? We cut people some slack. We're, we're gentle, we're peaceable, we're, we're loving, we're kind. We're not legalistic, right? We're also not, we also don't go on the other side and, and say that all sin's okay, right? But we're, we're not legalistic. We cut ourselves some slack too, right? We pray with thanksgiving, Pray with thanksgiving. Receive that peace within us. Right? And then we think about good things. Get out of A. Stop rehashing. Get into Z. 
and let me I want to give you this this tidbit because this is what I was discussing with my my buddy this week because uh, we've we've gone through some of the same situation. It seems like um, when the the hardest times that we've been through are the times that God seems like He's the furthest away. When you're really going through a hard time and you're going, okay, Lord. I need to hear, where are you? And it's like, he, he, he's, he, all you hear is crickets, right? Like, where's your presence? And he's, it's not there. Lord, this is, this is the hardest thing I've ever been through in my life. Where are you? And he seems really, really distant. And uh, he said, is that, is that what's supposed to happen? And I said, I think, I think the, the problem is this because we have a good God, we have a loving God, we have a we have a God who, we have a a husband. Okay, Jesus is the groom, we're the bride. We have a a groom who is a lot better husband than any of us could ever think of having or being. And if his bride is saying help, he's not going to say you're on your own, right? But here's what I believe happens. We get into a situation that we are unable to handle. Why, why, do we, why do we become anxious or fearful? Because we don't trust Him enough. We, like I was saying a few minutes ago, we bring it on our own shoulders. And when we bring it on our own shoulders, right, we push Him out. Right. If, you're, if you're feeling anxious, if you're feel, feeling fearful, if you're feeling overwhelmed, and let me tell you, I've spent, my, I spent a lot of time in there, okay? I'm not, I'm, this is not a, you know, I'm shaking my finger at you, you shouldn't do that. I've been there, okay? have to fight it all the time. I'm not going to be anxious for anything, right? Why would you get anxious? Because I don't trust God enough to get me out of the situation. Now, this does not apply if you're in sin, all right, and you've gotten your own self in the situation, and you need to get out of it. But what I am saying is, if you're going along and you're going through a hard time, and you're saying, "Oh God, can you just get me through? How do I get? How do I?" When you become anxious, fearful, that turmoil, when you've got that weight on your shoulders, it's because we're trying to do it without on our own. How are we doing it on our own? Because we don't trust God enough to get us through. If we really, truly trusted, we wouldn't be anxious. If we really, truly trusted, we wouldn't have the fear. Because we would know that He is a God who will take care of us, despite what everything else looks like. Okay? So we want to walk with Him through the trial in faith. And when we do that, then we'll get through a lot easier get to the other side. No. One way or the other, he'll bring you through. But um, and he'll get you to learn one way or the other. <clears throat> but it's a lot easier to walk with him than to walk through the trial without him and just complaining. Right? you're going through it today, I want to pray for you. So let me just uh, let's pray, let me pray for pray for you all. I'm going to ask um, Lord if uh, for those today who are going through the trial, the turmoil, the, the turbulence, whatever it looks like in their life and they'd say yeah, I've been, I've been complaining to God that that whole rejoice has gone out the window years ago. That whole um, yeah, keep it on my shoulders. That's that's what it feels like every day. Lord, I want to pray for those. And if that's you, you don't. I don't want to embarrass anybody, but just tell the Lord. That's for me. That's for me this morning. In the name of Jesus, I, Lord, I pray. That for all these people that said, yes, that's, that's it, that's me. 
Lord, I pray that you'll meet them right now. Let them know, more than anything, let them know you're with them. Let them know you're with them. Let them know what it feels like for you to be with them. Lord, I ask that you would give them the ability to thank you and to rejoice in you. No matter what it looks like. No matter what their what everything looks like in front of their eyes, no matter what they feel like. And I know the feelings are, are real and overwhelming. But Lord, let them be able to take that little first step to say thank you. Despite what it all looks like, I'm going to thank the Lord. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to get out of A. I'm going to get into Z. Lord, I pray that you'll give them your peace. I, re I take your, that peace from your hand right now, Lord, and I impart it to each person here that they will walk in your peace, your shalom. Lord, I bless them this morning. For those who are not here this morning and pray continue to heal those who need to be healed. Pray that you'll continue to give peace and strength for those who need to have that. Lord, I pray that you'll um, give protection to each one. Thank you so much, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.